Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, director George Miller is back with his new movie, 3,000 Years of Longing. And it's been seven years since his last movie, Mad Max Fury Road, came out. And for those of you who may be expecting a movie very similar to Mad Max, well, you might be in for a little, little something different. And I'll explain all about that after watching the movie. Here are my thoughts on 3,000 Years of Longing. I have a wish. So 3,000 Years of Longing is a different take on your typical genie in a bottle type of story. I'm not talking about the Christina Aguilera song, but if you, you know, know about genie stories just like I Dream of Genie or maybe even the Disney movie Aladdin, you know the typical story is that you find a bottle, you release this genie and you're granted wishes and hopefully things go well, both parties live happily ever after in the end. But if you're familiar with more of the typical um, fairy tales and, and mythology out there revolving around jinns, who are referred to as genies, then you know oftentimes it leads to conflict or some sort of corruption, and it just doesn't end well for both parties. This movie that George Miller adapted from a short story kind of explores that possibility. And when you come across someone who is presented these, this type of situation where a genie is unveiled and they're given three wishes, this person now is a little skeptic because they happen to be a scholar of these stories and have spent most of their career studying stories across all different cultures. So they know that this could lead to danger in the end for both of them. That's the brilliant thing about Tilda Swinton's character, where she is what they call a narrator, right? Someone who basically reads all these stories from all cultures, studies mythology, studies all these fairy tales, and teaches them to students, you know, groups of people or what have you, studies them, and kind of helps spread the word of these different type of folklore that happen from all different cultures, from all different types of uh, periods in time. So she's presented with this opportunity of making these wishes and she doesn't want it, you know, because she knows like, wait a minute, if I do something wrong, then this could lead to danger for me in the end or possibly danger to the genie itself. And that's what I found really refreshing about this movie is that it kind of, you know, challenges you as a watcher, as a, a viewer, as the audience member, as you. It's not that simple when you're presented with the wishes and you know, the typical like, well, I wish for more wishes or I wish for health, uh, like immortality or riches and all that. Because the genie does a good job at, you know, kind of putting out there the rules. He rules out immortality. He rules out wishing for more wishes. The wishes have to be something within his power that is cap that he's capable of doing. And of course, after the third wish, you grant him the freedom and being released from this curse that was put upon him. However, for a movie that's based on genies and wishes and the conflict of what kind of wish will be made, you would think that that the whole movie would revolve mainly around that. But really, 
in essence, this movie is about storytelling. It's about passion and love for uh, experiences and retelling of situations that people were involved in or things that were overheard, things that were passed down from generation to generation. And you have two individuals, that's Tilda Swinton's character and Idris Elba Jin, who loves telling stories and they have a love and passion for doing so. So two thirds of the movie is basically them in a, hot in a hotel room exchanging stories him through his life experiences and her from her own life experiences and from that you realize that the real true essence of this movie is about love and passion and hope and enjoying in that solitude feeling of being able to experience all of these things through the art of storytelling so it's a movie telling a story about People telling stories. Yeah, you heard me right. But wait a minute, what's going to happen with all of these wishes, right? Well, a wish is finally you know, made at the end uh, when it comes to the realization that if no wish is done, then you are troubling and uh, putting the genie in a bad situation because they are forever going to live their life either in limbo or just continue to be entrapped in this curse that they're under. Now, this is the part of the review here where I'm going to give a little spoilers. So be warned if you don't want to be spoiled or, you know, whatever the case is, you may want to skip ahead. So after this ordeal and this experience that Tilda has had with the genie and realizing that if she doesn't do anything, she's putting the life in, in danger of this genie. She makes one major wish, and that's the wish for them to stay together forever, because through this little situation and ordeal she finds that she is now fully in love with this genie because they share similarities in the fact that they love experiencing life and they love the art of storytelling she's lived a life of solitude he's lived a life mostly in solitude she has been a scholar and study and purveyor of all things you know of folklore and fairy tales and mythology and he possesses all of this vast knowledge and things that he could share with her. And at the end of the day, they feel really comfortable with each, with each other. And for someone like Tilda Swinton's character who spent her entire life pretty much alone and to herself, even after explaining that she was once married and it failed because of that misunderstanding there, she now finally realizes that her true heart's desire is to find someone like this who she could share these experience and moments with just being with themselves so the wish is granted and idris stays on earth with her and move they move back to london and they seem to live happily ever after up until the point where they realize uh oh something's wrong looks like the genie is not meant for our world and he is slowly slowly deteriorating and melting away because tilda comes to the realization uh oh I just did the same thing to him, but in a different sense. What do you mean? Well, he was put under a curse to live a life of solitude and kind of entrapment and enslaved upon whoever possesses his essence and his ability to grant these wishes. And now she's entrapped him in a different way by granting a wish of them staying together in a way that he really doesn't have that freedom he was seeking out for this whole time. Yes, it was under the pretense of love companionship but 
not realizing that maybe this is not the right thing for the genie. And she's seeing it unfold in front of her eyes as he, as he is slowly slipping away. So with a very tough choice to make, she goes ahead and makes that choice of granting him his freedom by making that wish of wishing that he would go back to where he belongs so that he could live a life that is fully realized and he is at peace, healthy, and is just full of love. That ultimately breaks the spell, releases him, and he is now free back to where he belongs. But unfortunately, this means that he leaves Tilda Swinton's character all alone back to where she found herself before this whole ordeal happened. Yeah, it's a little melancholy at the end there, and it's kind of sad, especially when you see her realizing that she's once again alone. And one of the most you know, touching moments is when you see her at a park, and everywhere around her is stuff that involves family or couples together, right? Two people rollerblading in the park, you know, experiencing a lovely date that they're having. Someone in the back has a child running down the field, calling out their mom and the dad picking her up and everything. And you could see that, you know, she misses that. And she, you know, gave that up, you know, but in order to let someone be free uh, from their little trap, but nicely to see that, the Jin does have the ability to come visit from time to time, and he does that at the end of the movie so that they can at least spend some quality time together. Um, so lesson learned, don't make foolish wishes that are really selfish in nature um, without realizing what the potential damage could be for other people around you. Maybe? I thought the whole movie was pretty entertaining, even though there were parts, you know, you know, through the first two acts that dragged a bit. And I think that's what you're going to hear a lot of people say, where it's like you spend two thirds of the movie with these two people in a hotel room telling stories back and forth. And even though it's interesting to hear Idris Elba retelling and recounting all of these uh, experiences and things that he's heard and listened to and witnessed and having all of that played out on the big screen, it does kind of get to the point where you're just like, OK, where is this movie going? You know, is this just the whole movie of two people just telling stories to each other? What's happening with the wishes? What's going to happen? This and that, blah, blah, blah. Then when you finally get to that point, you're just like, whoa, I wasn't expecting it to be like that. But getting to go through a movie that has a lot of heart and compassion and empathy and all that stuff kind of reminds you that George Miller is capable of stuff outside of a post-apocalyptic world that he creates. This is the same dude that did Happy Feet and Babe. So you shouldn't be really that surprised. I thought the acting was great. Tilda was amazing. Idris was fantastic as always but even kudos to a lot of the people that portrayed a lot of the moments and periods in history a lot of these actors and actresses i have no knowledge of but they did brilliant jobs all throughout the cinematography was great you know vibrant colors you know vivid imaginations that have been transferred onto the big screen um the visual effects were very well done so it really really was a well done movie overall Another interesting thing to note as well is that this is one of those first movies where I felt like we are in current times. And what I mean by that is, you know, you see um, people in classrooms wearing masks. You see people in theaters and conferences wearing masks. Tilda's character at one point leaves the store with a mask on and takes it off. So it kind of mirrors what our current everyday situation is within the last couple of years here. So this is one of those first movies that kind of does it without throwing it in your face in a way or just explaining like, oh yeah, we're in this like little thing going on right now. So we have to be careful, but it's kind of like a normal thing. 
So it was really, really interesting to see that in a movie for the very first time. However, I know this movie's not gonna be for everybody. I mean, even for me, it's not one of George Miller's best, but it was very entertaining. I would probably give it a three and a half or four out of five stars, to be honest. And that may seem high, but like I, get, like I said, it really touched me in a way. And I thought the storytelling was done really well. But like I always say, it doesn't matter what I think. What matters most at the end of the day is what all of you think. I'm very curious what people are going to think about this movie. So is this a movie you're looking forward to seeing? You know, is this the type of movie you've been longing to see? Let me know in the comments. And how about this? If you were presented with three wishes, what would those wishes be? Let me know in the comments. Thank you all for watching and or listening. If you are new to the channel, don't forget, hit that like and subscribe buttons. Hit that notification bell to be notified of all the upcoming episodes that are uploaded onto the channel. If you prefer an audio version of these episodes, you could find the Lokiki channel on your podcast platform of choice. And you could download this episode and others on there as well. And if you want to go a little extra mile, visit the affiliates that I have in the description of this episode. and. Anything that you purchase through those affiliates doesn't cost anything in addition to what you normally would pay, but we do earn a little bit of a commission and it helps support and grow the channel. As always, I appreciate all the support you've been giving. Until next time, stay cool, stay classy, stay safe, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Peace. Getting to wish we've never met. Don't say that! Ah! Oh,